0: Hi, and welcome to the DMBA podcast, where we talk all things design strategy. In this special episode, I talk with Elena Devera, a DMBA who helped to launch Adara Rituals, a super cool home decor startup on a mission to bring style and femininity to Jewish holidays. She did this while she was still in the program. Enjoy! Well, here we are again for another uh, DMBA podcast. And today I am super thrilled that we have an awesome guest. Uh, Our guests are always awesome because they're DMBAs. Uh, Today we have uh, Elena Devera, who is a C13. And I had her in a few classes and I've found her really, really awesome and has a really cool story to tell. So why don't we just start there Elena say hi and maybe tell us a little about you where are you who are you where are you in the world all those things
1: awesome thank you so much for having me Justin so nice to see you again <laughs> so my name is Elena Devera I am a C-13 I am a Bay Area born and raised mm-hmm. um, I'm currently listed, uh, currently living in San Francisco in Pacharo, just a few blocks up from CCA. so so lucky to be so close to the campus and I'm also watching very closely all the you know transformations that are happening as the campus Mm -hmm. is being built built out I live here with my partner Jeff and my eight-year-old soon-to-be nine-year-old daughter Iva.
0: Excellent and you know I know that the well you you went through the DMBA you know and of course you were a COVID DMBA, or which was really interesting, right. obviously for for many reasons and obvious reasons. But I think what was really fascinating when I'm why I'm also super excited to talk to you today um, is that you not only did the DMBA, you hit final residency R five, right? You hit the final residency. You did not stop. You basically went to R six, uh, mm-hmm. and R six was literally like the next week. And you started to help to build a, a startup uh, and a direct-to-consumer startup called Adara Rituals, um, which I love to hear about. What is it that, that you did? And tell us a little bit about that story. And, and what is Adara Rituals? Sure.
1: So you're correct. Our cohort um, started in the middle of the pandemic mm-hmm. in the middle of the election <laughs> as well.
2: <laughs> and also for
1: a very you know milestone birthday for myself. So it was really intense. And you know, we were remote for the first year. We were kind of hybrid for the next semester and then we were in person for the last semester. And unfortunately, I got covid during our final residency and had to do our, you know, capstone presentation remote, which was absolutely heartbreaking to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, however, I, as you mentioned, I immediately went into a project that is such a, an amazing, uh, it was such an amazing transition because I was able to really put all of my education into work, into, in into work and into uh, this amazing project right away. So, you know, it's kind of a nice way to balance out the disappointment that I had by just being able to use my education so directly. Mm -hmm. So Adara Rituals was an idea that was conceived in parallel to my education. So the time that I was in the program, um, I had been thinking about home decor from our innovations class with uh, Vince Mm. and doing a lot of research about home decor. I am a mom who is trapped at home <laughs> with my daughter teaching remote school and you know, really trying to keep our spirits up and being able to have a little bit of decor in the house to celebrate became a lot more meaningful as we were spending so much time at home. And my daughter was having a, we had a pod family with a fellow classmate and, and neighbor and the other parent, her name is Tara. She's now my business partner she is Jewish and Mm -hmm. she invited us to Hanukkah for the holiday and was sharing with us her culture and her traditions. And, you know, really started just kind of complaining about the fact that there's some really not a lot of decor around for for Hanukkah. And I said, you know, I'm doing a ton of research around holiday decor for a class pitch. And we just really started sparking up this conversation. And she said, you know, I'm not going to wait for Party City to figure this out for me. I have a lot of ideas and I'd like to give it a shot and see if I can bring to market the products that I feel are missing for me in my home. Things that are not only reflective of the spirit of my Jewish faith, but are not, you know, Party City throwaway items and things that, you know, really reflect the, uh, the family that I'm trying to raise and mm-hmm. the values that I'm trying to impart into um, my children and especially her daughter. So the products are imbued with a lot of intention as well, a lot of um, highlighting of female characters, stories mm-hmm. um, that are currently not a part of a lot of the Jewish celebrations. Right. So there's a lot going into it. And it was all kind of born out of a couple of moms chatting about the things that were, you know, top of mind in the middle of the pandemic.
0: Right. That's really interesting. I think what's even, to me, there's a few, there's a lot of interesting things there. But I think what's super interesting about that is, you know, here you were already in this innovation studio, right? And and thinking about home decor. And, you know, as a Jewish person, by the way, I totally understand this problem which is you know the any jewish holiday comes around and it's like there's maybe an end cap at, at best in a grocery store right. and it has all of the paraphernalia right mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what holiday it is it's just like roll out everything out you know there's matzah and there's uh, dreidels and there's a star mm-hmm. and there's you know it's, most of it's plastic uh whatever right and we would call them tchotchkes right yep so you know, I, I love this idea that here you were thinking about decor and going beyond like the tchotchkes, you know, on the, you know, on the end caps of a supermarket to, I don't know, maybe this is on par with what you see from Christmas, for instance, which is
2: mm-hmm. really
0: nice decor, really nice things. My my
2: mm-hmm.
0: My wife is not Jewish. And so we get some awesome wreaths every year and they're mm-hmm. beautiful and, you know, and Uh, they're super stylish and it's like oh yeah we don't really have anything like that um i think that's i think that's it sounds like part of the key to what you guys did here is that right
1: correct correct there's the the current holiday decor options are so limited like you said are relegated to end caps at best at best best. (laughs) in
0: the back by the way
1: yes and Mm -hmm. you know some options online and of course there are Uh, synagogues and Jewish community centers that may have like a little store where you can get some Judaica. Um, There's also a a longstanding tradition of passing down Judaica from family members. So menorahs and and other uh, Judaica. So, you know, we were trying to figure out the right way to, you know, address this market because there's meaning to these items that have been passed down and we don't yeah. want to re- take from that. However, there's a reality that a lot of those designs are a lot kind of like older stuffier and they're really mm-hmm. not, you know, designed for a modern home.
0: Yeah, I totally get that because I have some of those things that, uh, yeah, it's not that I'm not proud to display them. Certainly they're there, but they're, they're old and they're dusty yes. uh, <laughs> and, and tarnished. Um, well, you know, you're, you're kind of, you're kind of at the beginning ish of this journey, right? You launched right at Hanukkah of this last year, right? Um, mm-hmm. Maybe give us some of the, the challenges and the wins in this journey so far, uh, you know, and again, you're kind of at the beginnings, but what are the challenges and and wins to this point?
1: Sure. So to go back and kind of address how this rolled into something uh, yeah. right after I graduated. My, you know, business partner asked me after I graduated, she was like, hey, you know, do you think we can give it about six months and see if we can get this off the ground? And I said, Absolutely. I reached out to Justin. I reached out to Dan.
2: Yeah.
1: I, I reached out to Elle. I reached out to so many of my professors to to chat with them. And Dan helped us build out our financials so that we could actually pitch and
2: mm.
1: uh, get funding. So, you know, I really appreciated the the fact that our professors were all completely you know ready to help and available yeah. right after graduation <laughs> yeah,
0: it's our six I mean, uh, it, <laughs> it really truly, was. we thought we thought of, of it as our six too yeah
1: yes <laughs> so it, it was it was fantastic and and that kind of enthusiasm and that support has been you know really uh been you know really buoyed my spirits and mm-hmm. really kept me focused knowing that I have this whole network of folks to to turn to and um you know it's, it's been very exciting. So I came on, on to the team or, you know, there's the two of us at first and there's some mm-hmm. other folks that we've hired on on a team of five. Now I came on, um, as a, as an operations role. So a COO type of role, but really I'm a generalist. I, they do a little bit of everything. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, as most entrepreneurs do, you, you've got your, your fingers in a lot of pots. So you know, we we really kind of came together in July of 2022 after we had some funding and realized that we, we had um, enough to put out a first order and get the website launched. We are using Shopify, uh, we have a 3PL. Our products are produced in, our first line of products are produced in India. And I will say that our biggest challenge was the fact that, you know, the supply chain as I had been reading yeah. And hearing on the news, you know, and it it became a real reality, uh, a challenge to physically get our products made and then shipped to um, the U.S. on time. And so mm. our first production run was late and <laughs> did not meet our initial quantity that we had, we had ordered. And because it was late, and there was some communication breakdowns with our with our factory. Uh, we had initially planned on doing ocean freight, and mm. it was going to not arrive on time for the holiday. And so we ended up having to do air freight, which Ooh. was astronomically expensive. It must be
0: at least 10 times the price. <laughs> something at, like
1: at least. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. It, it,
1: was, it was, you know, really, it was such a gut punch.
2: Uh-huh. But
1: we said, you know, if we don't do this, we're not going to have... You know, be able to put anything out, and we would skip the whole holiday. And there are other holidays that we're developing products for, but this is the one that we were ready for.
2: Yeah. So, yeah.
1: And uh, and and the, you know, when I ended up talking with some freight, uh, as we needed to get, you know, customs bonds, things like that, they said, you know, hey, heads up, with everything that's going on in the world right now, freight costs are about, you know, ten times what they mm. used to be. <laughs> so. Yeah. you know, thinking about getting a, con- uh, filling a whole container of goods, mm-hmm. the costs are just crazy.
0: So. Yeah. So, so uh yeah, logistical nightmares, but you did launch, right? Uh, yes, Yeah, we
1: did. We did launch. We had uh-huh. a 3PL lined up on the East coast initially that completely uh-huh. ghosted us huh. during the Shopify integration um, that we were, we were trying to, you know, just test, let's do a test run. Let's put an sure. order through Shopify and see if you receive it on your end in order to fulfill it. They, you know, did not respond to anything after we had signed a contract. Thankfully, I happened mm-hmm. to have a cousin here in Hayward, California that was able to pick up our goods. Um, but it was, you know, I was completely like, did not have any sight line of sight into where the goods were. They were supposed to come to SFO. They ended up at LAX and then on a truck yeah Um, so we we got it we had the um my my cousin help us out and we were actually able to put you know take orders and and deliver them but i tell you it was was uh we were just like really nervous and anxious sure
0: sure. but everything's a prototype right it sounds like you've (laughs) learned a lot since then um What have, maybe give us, what what have your customers been saying, right? People have been actually able to order them. Um, Yeah. What have your customers said so far? Yeah. How has the feedback been?
1: It's been, it's been really positive. And so the initial research that we did speaking with kind of friends and Jewish circles here in uh, San Francisco you know, everyone says the same thing, like, oh my gosh, thank God you're doing this. I'm so <laughs> sick of the things that are available. Uh-huh. And we get such amazing uh, feedback from our customers. They love it. It's beautiful. They're happy to uh-huh. post and share on social platforms. They're gifting it to others. Um, so there's there's just so, it really helps buoy your your spirits and, and, yeah. and help, it's helped us know that we're we're on to something and to keep going
0: yeah that's super cool um and so now you're yeah it sounds like now you're also starting to design or maybe you've already designed m- more products for more uh you know, more holidays and so forth yes. is that right yeah
1: yes cool. so we have a new product that we launched this week actually and oh no kidding, kidding. Okay. Cool. yes we've launched a, a matzah plate for passover.
2: for passover so this nice. is another
1: prototype for, uh-huh. for us to um, try to see you know, how our customers are responding. And mm-hmm. um, that's currently available on adarrituals.com. <laughs> oh, I'm
2: definitely going <laughs> there. check it good. out. Ooh, good timing.
1: Uh, it, it's a, it's a matza plate. And the story um, that we're trying to uh, bring awareness to is the story of Miriam, who mm-hmm. is not traditionally spoken about in the Passover storytelling, but she had a very integral role in the Exodus. So the, um, design of the plate reflects a a symbol that, um, you know, it was a reminder of Miriam Mm -hmm. and we also include what we're calling an activation guide. So some information about how you can incorporate Miriam into your Seder. And so all of our products have a bit of, you know, they're not only beautiful products, but we're also, um, encouraging and, um, to learn more so we're providing guides and um, for Hanukkah for example we provided the traditional Hanukkah blessings um, in the masculine and we also offered them in the divine feminine so referring to God as female yeah and we're really asking our customers to say you know how does that make you feel
0: Right. Yeah. That's amazing. It's beautiful. I, uh, and I think they're all really well designed and the guides specifically were really, really, really well designed. Uh, you know, I have the, the Hanukkah one and on the back is the Jewish calendar, right. And it's the, the lunar calendar, which is, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Nice work. Um, I want to, you know, so we, you've got Adara rituals. It was R six, you were working basically in parallel on the DMBA on your projects, mm-hmm. And then on this extracurricular DMBA project, which was a, not a DMBA project, it was a real world thing. Mm-hmm. And it is a real world thing. And you just happen to be working with your professors. It sounds like some of the challenges you had, and as part of this, right, it's logistics and, uh, and some, you know, some nightmare scenarios for sure brought on by COVID. What it, it, were you not a logistics person before this? What, what were you doing before mm-hmm. you were doing this or maybe even before the DMBA? What, what did you do?
1: That's a good question. I was not a logistics <laughs> person before this. Okay. Yeah. So I, I am adding that, that uh, you know, skill set to my resume now. Yeah. Uh, previously, I was, so I started off in the recruiting space. Okay. And then I moved into working in tech, of course. And I, I had exposure to the sports and entertainment industry. I worked for StubHub and I did live events. That job led me to do um, very specific live events and immersive activations for brands and particularly for um, large sports teams and the NFL and 49ers, fun stuff. And I was creating augmented reality and virtual reality experiences for teams and brands. So hmm. I come from a really different space. <laughs> it couldn't,
2: it couldn't be more.
1: Different. Yeah. It couldn't be. It couldn't be more different. So, but I, I, I had uh, delivered on creative services. Yeah. This is the first time I'm delivering on a product, so it's been yeah. really fascinating
0: for me. Right. I, I guess they to say that they couldn't be more different is actually disingenuous because they actually are still just experiences, right? You're, Correct. You're. you're, you're hoping and you're trying to design something that people dive in deep and have some visceral yeah. experience which
1: absolutely sounds
0: like there's a through line there it's one's very physical though and yeah yeah and,
1: well, you're you're absolutely right I, the previous experience that I had is really all about live events and yeah. what it means to like physically be there yeah. the pandemic was really tough when live events you know stopped and so now i'm I'm in an event in your home
0: yeah i mean your right.
1: holiday event so it, it there right. is a, a through light there
0: yeah i love it um why why the dmba so here you were it actually sounds like a really cool job and a cool set of experiences <laughs> that you were already doing and you know and i ask this question every time like why the dmba and what 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 were you, what were you hoping to get out of the dmba you know mm-hmm. coming from a place like StubHub or you know or or any of your other part of your career
1: But I always tell this story. My my partner's a graphic designer. And when we moved here to Pacharo, it's like, oh, we're we're right next to CCA. That's my dream school. I'm gonna go get my Uh master's. I had no clue what it was. And so Uh I took took a look at it and I found this MBA DMBA program. And I had always wanted to get my MBA. Uh, So I ended up going to my partner's dream school. (laughs) (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh, But I, I was really fascinated by the how I, I love being around creative people, but I find I'm not a creative in, in the traditional sense. You uh-huh. know, I don't, I'm not a graphic designer. I'm not a draw. I don't draw. I don't paint. I don't do anything like that. And so I've, I've always been interested and felt like on the outside. Um, and so I've found myself in roles where I'm more of a, an organizer or a producer mm-hmm. of creative outputs. And I love like building the systems to help create an environment for creatives to do their best work. Yeah. And, and that's really when I found the program, I said, I think that this is probably a good space for me to be adjacent to these very creative um, people and skill sets and, and you know the entire school. Mm-hmm. And and find how I can continue to be a better advocate and and builder for these creative spaces. Mm-hmm. So it's um, I wasn't sh- I, I I knew that my I wasn't right for a traditional MBA, mm-hmm. and you know all the the worlds collided, and you know I was I was able to um, I was encouraged by Joe Marini to apply. Yeah. And you know i've I've been so thankful ever
0: since. but tell me a little bit more about why not a traditional uh, MBA. I have my own reasons,
1: uh, sure. But- <laughs> yeah. i um, i had I had done you know, a fair amount of research. I think initially, in the beginning uh, of my college career, I was like, oh, you know, I want to be an executive and mm-hmm. you have to have an MBA. Right. And you know, fell into this path of this is what everybody does. You go go to school, you work for a couple of years in a certain type of environment, and then you get your mm-hmm. MBA at you know these ten schools, and then you you know uh, you know have this certain life. And you right. know, it's just not the way my career ended up going. Yeah. And I didn't want to work in some of those more traditional spaces, and I, but I didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. I I didn't. I didn't know that there were other things out there. And so I I was happy to have had these various experiences in in my career. Uh, But, you know, I didn't go to school for any of those particular jobs that I had. In fact, I was in, you know, this incredibly forward thinking space, Mm -hmm. uh, being in virtual reality and augmented reality, and, you know, just kind of fell into that. So I knew that, Doing what everybody else was doing or had done was yeah. not going to be the right vibe for me. Yeah, I, I really like being a part of groups of people that are are thinking. You know, like the, the motto of my previous um, company was, you know, we we think we think in the future. You know, yeah, so that's kind of where I needed to be, and I wanted to be around other people that uh, were were also thinking beyond the traditional programs.
0: Right, right, and it sounds like, frankly. You 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 didn't necessarily need a traditional MBA to even get where you got previously, right? You kept moving up Correct. and you're doing interesting things, and all of a sudden, mm-hmm. this DMBA came around. And I'm paraphrasing now, but it it sounds like it allowed you to think differently and do something different too. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Um. All right, so I want to wrap this up with this. What what's your pitch here? You know, what how can we help you? Either Elena Devera, or and or Adara Rituals. How can we help you? What what can we do for you?
1: Oh, I, I love that question. <laughs> <laughs> well, number one, this is fantastic to be able to be on your podcast and and our podcast, not our mine. podcast, <laughs> uh-huh. and 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 share with fellow alumni. And I hope that there are some interesting and useful tips to all of the listeners. Um, and especially for maybe some folks that are considering the program and want to learn a little bit about it and how people are applying in the real world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, thanks for being, you know, uh, for the support. And I, I know that I can always come to you with, you know, new ideas and share our new products and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so one way you can help with, um, Supporting Adara rituals, go check out our website, adara You can join our mailing list so you can be up to date with all of our latest product launches. And of course, follow us on the socials um, on Instagram. We are adara.rituals. Mm-hmm. Follow us, like us, share with your fellow, um, with your networks and any of your fellow Jewish friends or folks that are interested in spirituality. And, you know, please do give me feedback. And I'm 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 active on our Slack, um, our alumni channel, and I'd love to hear, you know, feedback on, you know, everything from, you know, maybe what we talk about here on the podcast to what our website looks like, or maybe if you've ordered a product, or if you have any questions, um, I'd love to stay engaged with the community.
0: Cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for spending the time today, Elena. Um, and I hope you. I didn't take up too much time and to, you know, go deal with logistics uh, nightmares.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe
0: logistics dreams. Um, yes. Thank you again for joining. And, um, yeah, we'll talk talk soon. All right.
2: You All right. Here.
0: See you later. Thanks so much for listening to the DMBA podcast. Want to nominate someone for this podcast, including yourself? Email Justin anytime.